Hey Bay Area family, thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Walls, where we encourage one another to cultivate a lifestyle of worship beyond Sunday morning. Uh, really excited for this week's episode. We are here with Brian Patrick. Brian, if you want to say hi. Hi. Uh, Brian is a great part of our worship team, specifically. Uh, Brian, what do you do on the worship team? Um, right now, I'm primarily doing keys for Odenton, and I have been have done a little bit of guitar uh, in the past, but uh, yeah, right now I'm doing keys about every two weeks or so uh, for the Odenton campus. Awesome. We love having you around. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk a little bit more about Advent uh, and hear about kind of how Brian practices and some of his traditions. Uh, so let's just start uh, right in. How do you traditionally observe Advent? That's a great question. Um, so Advent is, uh, is interesting for me. Uh, it's not something that we celebrated when I was a kid. I come from a um, uh, kind of a, uh, well, Southern Baptist background and more of that. We almost align with uh, free will Baptist and, and like a worship style practice. So following the church calendar was not something that we did as a Christian expression. So it wasn't really until uh, in my adult life that I started really looking at Advent as something more than a, another ritual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it came to me at a point in my life where I really, I was really kind of felt like I was pushing against the whole commercialism of Christmas and was seeking something different. And Advent for me is that escape from the commercialism of Christmas. Ooh, yeah, um, you know, and I think uh, this season can be such a stressor for us musicians. So, as a musician, as a worship arts musician, um, you know, Advent helps me look beyond what's at hand—the to-do list, the rehearsals, yeah. the preparation the constant feeling of Sunday's coming yeah. as a worship leader, as a worship team member, and helps me to step back and say, okay, let's take a moment and really kind of bask in what this season is. So so that's how I kind of came into uh, Advent. Yeah. Um, what are, uh, like, how do you get into that? Like, what are the things that help you actually bask in that and kind of, change your mindset from all the things that have to get done into the actual glory of the season. Yeah. Um, It starts for me really with our uh, Christmas tree at home. Yeah. So this is going to be kind of weird for me to tie Advent into the Christmas tree, but if you'll hang with me (laughs) for a moment. Um, We typically decorate the house the day after Thanksgiving, and uh, our tiny little living room gets rearranged a little bit in order to make sure that the... um, Christmas tree is set up in the main window of the house so that everybody going by our street can see our Christmas tree. And that Christmas tree is really only about three feet away from where I normally sit. Now, it blocks my view of the TV, <laughs> which is good in some aspects, but when the football games of this time of year are on, I have to rearrange where the kids normally sit, so they get upset with that. But uh, The tree's up. The time has changed. It doesn't get light until 7 a.m. or later. And I love getting up early, coming down and spending a few quiet moments. The tree's lit in the, mo- in the morning. 
It's just me and the little poodle there on the couch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm looking at the tree, kind of thinking back and reflecting on all the ornaments that we've collected over the years. I've got my Bible. I'm reading through maybe one of the scripture passages uh, of Christ's birth um, or reading, you know, so, uh, an Advent devotional guide and really kind of reflecting and those ornaments on that tree really kind of take me back almost in a sentimental mm-hmm. way to our, our family's history. I think about when the kids are little. I think about when my wife and I started dating, when we became married. And I think about all the years. And in one sense, I have this like longing to remember those things. But then all of a sudden, I find myself really just filled with gratitude. And I think about, um, my goodness, look at what you've done this year in our lo- in 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 the in our lives, yeah. God. And so that's kind of a that's kind of an annual moment uh, for me, uh, sitting there by the tree, you know, coffee in hand, Bible in hand, kind of meditating, praying, and I think about these things, and um, I I kind of see this as like a, I heard somebody say it one time, it's like you put a stake in the ground, right? So you, you put a marker in the ground, and then you go some distance away from that, and you look back and see where that marker is to see where, from where you've come. Mm-hmm. Um, we can refer to this as like a, as a Ebenezer. So there's the old hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Uh, second verse of that says, uh, Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. So that's actually referring back to... Uh, an Old Testament passage in Samuel, First uh, Samuel seven twelve, that verse says, "Then Samuel took a stone, and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and called its name Ebenezer, for he said, Till now the Lord has helped us.'" Now the cool thing about this verse, <laughs> that the lead up to this verse is really incredible, um, and it's a it's a picture of where Samuel is judging the nation of Israel. Like he's really just coming down hard on them for, for leaving God behind and worshiping Baal and all the other false gods. And the Philistines get this word that Israel is vulnerable. So they plan to attack. So Israel comes to Samuel and says, pray for us. Uh, uh, we, we ask you to go, on, to go to God on our behalf. And Samuel does this. He worships God in that form of worship that God had established at that time in the Old Testament. And God responds in the most incredible way possible. It says in the verses that lead up to that, um, the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And then the battle takes place where the Israelites chase them away. And then that's when Samuel says, to this point, the Lord has helped us. And so, you know, I think about the year that we had where all five people in our family broke a bone <laughs> in a calendar year. Um, we get to Christmas after that, and I say, to this point, God, you've helped us. Wow. Um, I think about uh, 12 months ago in the year of major life change for our family, an unexpected career shift mm-hmm. And we get to Christmas last year, and I think, we're here. 
We've survived. It's in the past. And to this point, God, you have helped us. And now I sit here and look at the pandemic. Yeah. Um, our Odenton campus just now started meeting again. It's been, you know, Annapolis Easton started meeting in the summertime. Odenton's been all virtual. So we've had to deal with that. Um, our missional community in Odenton uh, just uh, started up back in September. We were so excited about meeting in person in October and then back down to 10 people only. So we have to go back virtual. But I sit at my Christmas tree. I look at the ornaments. I read these scriptures and I think, God, you've helped us to this point. Thank you. And so... For me, Advent is that point of hope. You talked about uh, waiting mm-hmm, in uh, mm-hmm. the previous podcast on Advent. So there's different themes in Advent, right? Waiting, hope, joy. They're all tied in together. We have this anticipation of, of the Lord's coming and of the Lord's second coming. Um, those are all themes of, uh, that we celebrate as Christians. And, and I think... I think we can add into that this sense of gratitude and, and, and thankfulness. Um, somebody said to me recently that really kind of changed me and how helped me to reframe how I'm approaching my past. Um, and that, uh, that statement is, whatever happened in the past, you survived it. And so um, I think about... I think about some stories from the New Testament, uh, Jesus and the Samaritan woman, and then uh, in John chapter 4, and then in John chapter 8, uh, Jesus and the woman who was caught in sin, who they were going to stone to death. And Jesus says to both of these women, in essence, and I'm going to paraphrase here, so (laughs) (laughs) this is the Brian translation of the original text, okay? So forgive me. But this is a very loose translation. Jesus says to these women... Whatever happened in the past is past. You survived it, and the past can't hurt you anymore. And I'm here to make all things new. And for me, that's Advent. Hmm. We're closing out 2020. God stands before us. He's the, uh, he's the great one who always stands and knocks and invites us to come with him, right? He called to us at the point of our salvation. He calls to us on a weekly basis as we gather with our brothers and sisters in Christ for worship. He calls to us as we uh, gather with him individually in our homes, and he calls us now to renew as we go into this new year. So, Yeah, yeah that's really good, Brian. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's kind of interesting, like, Advent um, is a really good opportunity to uh, like replace yourself in God's story, mm. um, and kind of how you're talking about how like thinking back on those ornaments and the year you've had gives like gives your life more context, right? That it's not yeah. just that one bad thing, but it was that a bad thing happened and you got through it and. Uh, Advent, you know, it's every year. Um, 
we have Christmas every year is a good reminder, like regularly to remember like where you sit, uh, not just in your own life, but in God's ultimate story of like, hey, at, at a point in time, Jesus came into this world and now you're here and you are in relationship with Jesus because he came into this world. Look at the things that he has done and continues to do. Um, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing uh, so much wisdom with us. <laughs> uh, is there something particular to this year, uh, this year putting the tree up with your family uh, and starting Advent that has been different from other years? I mean, outside of the obvious pandemic. Uh, different uh, traditions in 2020. Yeah, it, it is a little bit different. I mean, uh, certainly the pandemic... Um, affects that. But uh, this year is different for us, uh, really in the fact that uh, we're getting ready to uh, launch our oldest daughter out into her life. Uh, she's graduating high school this spring. So um, things are a little uh, sweeter right now. Uh, things may be a little, a little more tender. Those uh, Facebook memories that pop up. <laughs> there was a video that popped up this week. Um, and uh, I was cooking breakfast when this video popped up. Uh, but I promise you somebody was uh, cutting onions in my vicinity uh, when this video popped up of uh, Lauren and I on a little daddy-daughter date when she was 10 years old at the carousel in Columbia Mall. So it was a little sweet moment. But yeah, so uh, just kind of the realization of that our family is getting ready to make a shift. Uh, so things next year will look different for, for us. We'll, we're anticipating that she'll be away at college, uh, Lord willing, and uh, not Lord willing that we're trying to get rid of her, but <laughs> Lord willing in the sense that but her hopes actually, and dreams yeah. are fulfilled. Um, and so, uh, you know, so we're just trying to really kind of snuggle in tight. And um, I mean, the blessing of the pandemic is we're all five at home right now. You know, uh, we we get to spend some time with each other. So, yeah, so I mean, we do things like take, uh, take the photos while they're putting up last year's ornament. Um, uh, this week we're going out to... Uh, see some of the lights that are the lights on the bay I think we're going to later on this week um, so yeah we um, we have those those traditions but this year I think it's really a driver knowing that this is kind of that moment we've kind of feared but also this moment we've prayed for and you know we're we're getting ready to send her out with pride knowing that God's brought her through so much that he's brought us through so much and uh, yeah, so it's it's just a real sweet time. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. That's uh, it's beautiful that you get to build off of, uh, like, the continuing story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting to see that, like, your tradition of taking time at Advent to remember to reflect, uh, is strengthening your family um, at a time when there's transition coming forward when you're about to send off your oldest and mm -hmm. all those years of uh, remembering and being refocused on like what God has done has only built up into this now coming thing where she's leaving for college. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, uh, really appreciate the wisdom you've shared. We're going to take a little time to pray here. Um, why don't you, Send us off with a little bit of prayer. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, so real quick, um, 
as we pray, I, I want to just share the lyrics of the song that's really been speaking to me. And I, I wish it were a Christmas song, but it's not. <laughs> so um, there's, a, there's a group in Atlanta called Maverick City Music. I know a lot of people here have mentioned that you listen to them, but the title of the song is The Story I'll Tell. And that's really kind of been an anthem for me this fall. Um, and the the pre-chorus of that song, we're, we're all worship team members here, right? So I can talk <laughs> we in know terms about of the pre-chorus. pre-chorus. You all know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, if you're driving in, in your car listening to this podcast, give me a little double tap on the horn there if you know what the pre-chorus <laughs> is. Um, the pre-chorus says, And I'll testify the battles you've won, how you were my portion when there wasn't enough, and I'll testify of the seas that we crossed, the waters you parted, the waves that I've walked. And then the Course says, Oh, my God did not fail. Oh, it's the story I'll tell. I know it as well. It's the story I'll tell. So that's my prayer for those. And this is who I think about when I'm praying right now. So those who are hurting right now, I know uh, musicians and worship musicians tend to have struggles during the season where um, the memories aren't sentimental. They're not as sweet. They may be a little bit more sour. And uh, they may have some, they may be more blue Christmas rather than um, joy to the world. And, um, and I recognize that and I uh, understand that, I've, you know, I've been there before too. And so um, really when I was, Thinking about this, uh, leading up to this, 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 and talking about um, being great, grateful and remembering where you are, I think you can still do that even at a point where you may not have that jump up and down joy every day. Yeah, might so, be more important to do it at that time. Even absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's where I'd like to pray. If that's yeah. okay. So, Father God, we come to you right now on this this medium where uh, people may be listening to this in a, in a car or maybe they're listening to this on a walk or a run. And I just pray for the members of our team, Lord, who work so hard week in and week out to, um, to prepare themselves to help lead our congregation into your presence and worship. And Lord, there's so much joy that we see on the stage. And it's so cool to to watch the the videos of um, the worship times, uh, to go back to see the the praise on the face of each person as they're lifting you up, uh, to hear these uh, carols and these uh, these songs that we lift to you and, and t- to experience them to be on stage together making music with, with talented musicians. Those things are awesome, God. And then I know there may be those who step off of that stage, God, and have this pain in their heart. They have this, um, they have this sense of loneliness or this sense of... Uh, of hurt and that may get magnified every Christmas every Advent but maybe right now God it's magnified exponentially because of a pandemic 
in Advent and Christmas. So I pray for these brothers and sisters right now who may be feeling this, that they, instead of leaning into the pain, Father, that they would lean into you just a little bit more. I pray, Lord, that you'll remind them of the story of Jesus with the woman at the well in John 4 and and Jesus forgiving the woman caught in adultery in John 8 and help help everyone to remember that you're here now <laughs> that you've survived whatever was in the past and so father I pray for those who are uh, feeling that sense of depression this season uh, in whatever form it may be coming to them that you are great physician you are wonderful counselor you are prince of peace would come and invade our lives and help us to reimagine what it is to be with you. I pray that each person would take a moment to find one small point of gratitude and then take another step to find another point of gratitude, Father, and move back closer to you. And during this Advent season, Help us to remember these themes of hope and joy and anticipation that one day all things will be made new. One day our Lord will return and one day all the pain that is felt in this earth will be given over to a joy unimaginable, a joy unspeakable, and a joy everlasting as we reside with you in the glory of your presence for eternity. And until that day, Lord, we wait for you. We wait with open arms to serve you. And we wait with hope that the God who invaded earth one day in the form of a baby will return in the form of our King and we will celebrate forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.